welcome to this week's episode of Reels and Feels. I'm your host, T. Greasy, with my co-host and our producer extraordinaire. Major. I know you've been missing us. Um, I'm a little bit under the weather. Just going to let you know I'm going to be a little bit. My energy is not as high as it usually is. Um, but we are going to jump into a recap of our Thanksgiving. We've been gone for about a week and a half, realistically. Um, we had some technical issues with the last episode, so that took a while to get up. But um, Miss Janelle was out of town. We had family coming in. C Major is still cleaning my mom's stuff out the house. So it was just a lot going on. <laughs> and I'm going to let each one of y'all start with your Thanksgiving. Let's start with you, Miss Janelle. How was your Thanksgiving? <clears throat> Thanksgiving was lit. Um, we decided to go Mexican this year. Um, the homie took the assignment and ran. He was like, what? Bet. Was that carnitas? Yes. Girl, had that pork up in the, in the crock pot. Boy, we had pork, steak, chicken, salmon. He did some type of nacho casserole type thing with ground beef. And it, <sighs> did he get shorter? Did he all of a sudden need to be at the Home Depot at 5 a.m.? <laughs> the sombrero appeared. Yeah. He already got the name. So. <laughs> Put a special accent over. 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 So, um, he just, he was in his mode. I was like, you need anything? Nope. Uh, okay. Mm. I'll create the vibe. Nice. Um, yeah, we ended the night watching Fast X. Um, Enjoyed it? That was the worst shit. And and the thing about it is, as fucked up as it is, the way it ended, you got to watch the next one. Yes. And and I hate you for that, Grease. I'm we, just saying, I had spread the love. You know, That was about three hours of my life I couldn't get back. <laughs> it was a train wreck. You just kept, I kept having to watch. You it was, kept it was bad. But it wasn't bad enough to turn off because you're like, they can't possibly. Like, what is this kid doing? They Where can't the fuck did this kid up. come from? He was with that a part. white woman. Where did this black ass. <laughs> Where did Abuelita come from? What the fuck is. I see, Major. Let me tell you something. Because Miss Janelle and I spoke about this a little bit earlier this week. I said, you know how the white people be mad. That you got a black Spider Man, that they make Captain Marvel a woman. They really need to be aiming their guns at Fast X. God like, damn! <laughs> blending the fuck out these families. This huh? family is bananas. Well, when you know did how that happen? When did these heavy Spanish accents come in? Why? Why are we loving empanadas now at the cookout? Where did John Cena come in? Where did John John Cena, your brother, John Cena fucking me on up, whose yo. side? Yeah, that show fucked me up. That, I couldn't get through that one because what was that? That was nine, right? Yeah, no. yeah. I couldn't get... How, Charlize? What? Uh, you mm. 
you care enough to come and send the message? That was supposed <clears throat> to be their worst. I was trying to explain it to somebody. I was like, that was supposed to be their worst nemesis. In like, she was the, she was the 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 Doctor Evil. She was the yo. She was the, uh, what's, what's my man, Lex Luger? She was that. Lex Luger the Superman. Yeah. Joker the Batman. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to drag my injured ass to your your family abode and and give you the heads up on this supervillain. No, I'm going to go lay no. down and be like, damn, tough break damn. on that supervillain. Right. <laughs> Took care of my work. Right. I ain't like how easily he was able to penetrate her team either. Uh, yo. Post. That was crazy because she was too tight with it in the other movies for him to just come in, name a couple of family members, and now your team works for him. Like, come on. Uh, that shit was crazy. That was sloppy. Let me just tell you how trash Fast X was. My kitten was in the room with me laying down. I start talking about Fast X. She remembers the, the trauma <laughs> the other night. And she just rolled out. She's like, fuck that shit. Real shit. <laughs> you talking about that shit? Just to Ray, lift Ray. the curtain. <laughs> just to lift the curtain, listeners. This is our second time uh, recording. My dog also exited the room. <laughs> <laughs> and we never saw Fast Dax, so I don't know if she caught it and <laughs> herself. Like, it's... <laughs> call it Keisha's nuts. Uh. You might want to get out of there, buddy. <laughs> this ain't what you want to be a part of. It's yeah. another couch upstairs, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I miss. I miss watching movies like that with y'all. Yeah. It's nothing like watching bad movies like that with y'all with your team, yeah. That's good. <laughs> he did. No. 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 We lost her again. Oh, shit. I hope we captured that last joint. Because <laughs> let me tell you, C Major, we'll give her an opportunity to rejoin. But let me tell you, uh, every suit Jason Momoa had on was mm. flared. The, the 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 fucking collar was like out to here. Yeah, his right. chest was out. My he nigga did like he was like Freddy all Scooby all Scooby Doo and shit. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he looked crazy, absolutely nuts, and he did look like he was fresh off the soul the soul cruise from the nineties or SS <laughs> Fest or. Uh, whatever that soul festival that they used to throw back in Aruba back in the day. Whatever that Joan Sinbad used to host. <laughs> That's what he looked like he was fresh off of. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. But otherwise, your Thanksgiving was good besides yes. the Fast X. Okay. And you are looking forward to part two. I have to. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. We went. We did. We went to see uh, the prequel Hunger Games movie yesterday. Mm. That was dope as fuck. I hope they make another one. Um, I, there's so many stories off of that universe that you can tell. It, I mean, we can get you can do a movie for each district, really. Um, but they did. This was the kind of origin story of President Snow. Okay, and so. It's dope. I recommend it. it. They did a really good job. They held true to 
the essence of the movie. Viola Davis, yeah. <sighs> the Oscars gotta stop playing. They really do. Hollywood has gotta stop playing in Viola Face. They just they just they just really do. She embodied her character as a wacky scientist. As a wacky evil scientist. Was I had to keep reminding myself it was her. Now, mind you, she has a face that is super recognizable. But I've never seen her play that type of character. And she killed it. Absolutely killed it. Um, Dinklage was in the movie. He killed it. Uh, a lot of the young actors that portrayed Young Snow, his cousin, all those young, 20, young 20-somethings, they killed it. Um, really good movie. Kept my interest the entire time. Just a little bit long. My bladder can't hold it. <laughs> so okay. I had to dip out. Um, I think I missed a key moment, but I was able to put, you know, put everything back together once I got back to my seat. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I saw that over the. Oh, introduced uh, young uh, host stepson's girl to Devil Wears Prada. She'd never seen that before, so she's rocking with it. She's a fan. Yeah, love that. Um, and that movie still holds up. It still holds up. So two queens of acting there, Meryl and Viola. I feel like we we got a good show this weekend. Um, as far as acting goes, pretty much. Ms. Janelle, yeah. was that all you wanted to talk about the Thanksgiving? <clears throat> okay. See, Major, how was your Thanksgiving? I saw. I saw the cousins acting up at Auntie yeah. House. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but over here in this humble abode, um, Lisa, we we hosted Lisa's okay. uh, family, mm-hmm. um, which was it was it was rewarding. It was rewarding, and really? it, it went a lot better than I anticipated. I joked in the group chat like, "Yo, I'm gonna have on my referee suit because." Who knows when the rumble gonna break out? I might mm-hmm. have to count in the, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But they 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 came through. Everybody did what they were supposed to do. Niggas That's were true. relatively on time. The food was good. The fellowship was like that. That's there was a up. time when the game was on, and the two older brothers were sitting oh. down on the couch. And these are the two niggas that everybody's pretty much talking about. It's the, it's <laughs> the two older brothers and the oldest sister that they like. All right. Where, where they at at all times? What they ha- have they started drinking yet? Like, <laughs> like it's just when you monitoring these niggas, like, <laughs> where's the THC, the alcohol ratio looking yeah, like? Yeah, man, blow days? this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we watching the game, and uh, one of the brothers talks about he talk about the game, talk about football. Then the other one looks at. Uh-huh. And the other one has this face. The other one is this family's busy, pretty much. Okay. Like, cousin busy. So he looks at him, and I was like, I seen this face before, before shit got out of hand. But he look at him and give him the, nigga, you don't even watch football. And I'm like, and just that mm-hmm. something that simple is where it could skyrocket to something else. Yeah. But it, it, still, it still manifested to be something peaceful. They laughed it out and shit. So that yeah. that part was all cool. I did dip out, go to uh, auntie's house. She was having a good old time, you know. Cuz had the, had the James Brown and all the hits going on for it. So I don't even know if she actually ate. 
I know she danced. I saw but, her dancing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's so that was that was lit. Um hosting did make me I was looking at the kids' table and I started to look at the amount that they were stacking up on their plates and I, I had to analyze what their careers needed to be in mm. order to sustain this amount of this this amount of food that you eat. And I'm like, well if I don't like how lethargic you've been all night. If you if this is the plate you're gonna make, you need to change some things around in your personal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You, as long as you stay good at football, this can you can fly with this. But if you right. don't go nowhere, you gonna you know right. get in the hall and or something. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that was cool. Um, I will say earlier in the week before Thanksgiving though, my fucking back. I woke up one morning and my back was on two million. What happened? Yeah? You know, what was you so, doing the day before? The only thing I can recall. We had the nephews over. I'm playing 2K with them. I'm sitting on the couch downstairs. I get up, but I couldn't find my phone. I'm like, oh, shit, maybe it fell underneath the couch. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to have him move the couch. And, you know, little niggas just be like, taking their time. Hold on, move out the way, niggas. So I know I, I hit a lift it up with one hand while I bend over and look behind. And so oh. didn't feel anything the day of, the night of. And even the exact morning of, I was straight. It was literally right as I pulled up the work and I tried walking in and I was walking in and I was like, oh, this ain't this but you be the last walking. time I walk. Yeah. <laughs> he was walking, but you wasn't walking. <laughs> See, was man, you really got to get yourself a new bag. You are too young. <laughs> you're too young to lift couches, A. That's, I mean, you're too old. Your back is too old for <laughs> you too old. to lift a couch by yourself. That's A. Because it went well, because you ain't feel nothing at the at the time, that does not mean you scot free. Hmm. Uh, no, hmm. just understand that your back said, "Oh, nigga, I got something <laughs> for you. Wait a day or two. <laughs> we finna turn up. <laughs> you want to go lift a couch? Let me remind you of something. <laughs> Fuck wrong with you." Young old nigga. Young old nigga. Sit down yeah. somewhere like you used to. Right. Yeah, That's what you you say you was yeah. playing 2K. You was playing with your nephews, right? Yeah. Had them little niggas <laughs> lift the couch. They still got young spines. That shit That's still. What I'm saying. I was like, yeah, grab this side. And he started fumbling around and shit. Maybe he did it on purpose. I'm like, move your ass, man. These niggas light skin and shit. <laughs> I don't know what that guy doing. <laughs> I just bring it up every time they do some shit that disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's your father. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm. Well, sounds like you had a good time. My Thanksgiving was lit. Was lit. Grandma came down. Uh, made sure she made. Unc came down with her. Picked up his daughter from Clark, and we had uh, dinner at T Boom Spot. She hosted; it was amazing. The spread was amazing. Um, T Boom's sister-in-law and boyfriend and daughter came as well. It was a house full. It was a house full of us. We were already a house full, and then you know, with with brother-in-law's family coming in, it was really nice. We played we played a couple of games. Um, watch some football. Found out an interesting 
tidbit about our cousin, who's from Florida, who happens to also be a Cowboys fan. And this took Unc and I by surprise. We had no idea. We thought for sure she was a Miami Dolphins fan. Mm-hmm. And she walked in. First thing out of her mouth was, there's a good game coming on at 4.30. And we were like, okay, you know, not paying it no mind. You don't say game, that if you're a Skins fan. No. <laughs> I, I Actually, part of me, my subconscious knew that she wasn't a fan. Like, she was going to be rooting for the Cowboys. And I need to put in Operation Ignore All Niggas <laughs> right now. Because I get fired up. And it's Thanksgiving. I don't want to cause a scene. So I just ignored her. Every time she called my name. <laughs> not answering you. If it don't have to do with Thanksgiving food, <laughs> passing you a plate, passing you something that's out of reach, trying to figure out where the ice is. You know what I'm saying? No. If it has anything to do with what's going on at this TV screen from the time of 4.30 to around 8, 8.30, I ain't talking to you. Unk got pulled in. You know, they closer in age, so they can yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little too I'm a little too smart out of the mouth. I I fuck around and get popped. Like <laughs> I ain't Real been shit. popped in a minute. But there's certain cousins things. that we call aunt, nigga. You can't Yeah, just be... <laughs> you can't just you can't just go in the way you really want to. Yeah. Um, but the food was amazing. My turkey, I was told it was the best turkey ever. Uh, T-Boom stepped to me and said, you know how you told me last year I need to make two pots of greens? Well, we woke up and wasn't no turkey left, so now hmm. you know what to do next year. I had to. I said, okay. It was that good. You know, I changed some things up this year. came out pretty juicy. Pretty bomb. People were looking at it, talking about it. Felt good about it, so I got my recipe locked in for next year, and we'll probably do like a whole turkey and a breast or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all in all, Thanksgiving was dope. Um, had a good time, and looking forward to a quiet Christmas. I already put that out in the universe. They were already over here Friday, so you hosting Christmas? I said I would actually like to have a quiet Christmas. I'll come over and watch the girls open their gifts in the morning. But I think we're just going to have some lasagna or something, you know, modest and just kind of relax. They're like, oh, oh, grandma, that sounds really nice. I said, that's right, grandma. I'll get in. Tell them leave me alone. Uh-huh. No offense, I love hanging out with my family. I of really course. do, but yeah. I really would like to have one quiet in my house. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could dig that. I could dig that. Yeah, would love to have that. You know, immediate family holiday celebration. So that's what we're gonna do for Christmas. Um, I was going to fucking. I was. I wish Miss Janelle ain't. Booed. I was gonna ask because you talked about the turkey. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask if she had a dish because I, I whipped up the jerk wing for both families, mm-hmm. and that was a hit. Um, yeah, so I I heard, I'm just so gonna... you smoked, right? Did you smoke them or grill them? Uh, grill. It, so <laughs> I only had a, a finite amount of charcoal, <laughs> so 
It started off minute. grilling. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a fucking minute, yeah. So you knew you was on wings? I knew I was on wings, yeah. And you ain't get enough charcoal. I ain't get enough charcoal. But my whole thing was as long as I get smoky flavor on them, because I got we got air fryers galore in here. So that's what I back like. Once the once it got to the certain level, certain temperature, where I was like, I'm not gonna be done these wings till ten. <laughs> Let me <laughs> throw them in the air fryer. Let me throw them in the air fryer. Yeah, but they oh. all got a nice like the first batch was perfect. Like no worries. I didn't realize how much wing, how many wings I bought on <laughs> with that. You thought one yeah. bag. You thought that one modest bag of charcoal was gonna do it for you, huh? How many pounds of wink? Yeah, hey man. Okay, so before you jo- rejoin Miss Janelle, he was gonna add. He wanted to ask you what was your dish? Did you craft something for Thanksgiving that was? Who me? Yeah, yeah. I ain't do a motherfucking thing. <laughs> no, that's. <laughs> oh no. Hey, man. I created vibes. She did say she was the curator of vibes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not cook well, a have? motherfucking what you do? thing. You put you put a couple of squash in the corner. What you do? Yeah. What up? you had yeah, did? Yeah. <laughs> you put a little pilgrim outfit on. What you did? No, I was like, hey y'all, hey y'all. It's Thanksgiving. Hey. <laughs> hey. I you didn't put a playlist <laughs> together, Miss Janet. A little Thanksgiving, a little family joint, a little. Soul, nope. soul holiday? No. Nope. Mm. I didn't do a motherfucker. I tried. Okay. Uh, That's y'all, fair. Know, y'all know I can cook. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. But and I also know how Hector is. <laughs> <laughs> I know how he is. So yo, that man was in full poppy mode, and I said, you know what? Have at cooks it. with the whole kitchen, right? Whole kitchen. Slim. No, but let me tell you, he was on his shit cleaning up as he went. Every I was like, because I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm not doing nothing. I'll clean up. Mm-hmm. Half the battle was won by the time I got in. He was on, he was on his best bullshit. That's it was crazy. Up. I gotta find out what strain he smoked that day. <laughs> Yeah, I was struggling this year. Yeah, I ain't had the right. I ain't had the right medicine. I had the right mix. <laughs> and all I, all I, all I made was the turkey, and I was struggling. <laughs> Sheesh. Let's get it. Is, was that the wrap up of your Thanksgiving, C Major? Let's try to get. Yeah, it that to, was uh, that was it. You know. Cool, cool. Let's try to get some of this Diddy news out the way since we were gone. Um, celebrating with our families. Let's get right into some of this shenanigans that took place over the past week. So Diddy was uh, accused of sexual harassment, sexual misconduct, rape, uh, kidnapping, trafficking. Um, what else? Shit. Uh, Cassie filed the claim. 35 page um, filing. I read some of it, not all of it. It is, it was gruesome. And then less than 24 hours later, oh, my, let me back up. It was a civil filing in civil court. And less than 24 hours later, Diddy settled. They settled. They reached an agreement. And 
got that the fuck out of here. And you know, social media, the Twitter streets, the Instagram, everybody had an opinion about it. Um, what it meant for him that he settled so quickly, what it meant for her that it was filed and civil and not criminal. I saw a lot of people not understanding what laws mean and what the difference in the in the courts are. Um, I saw a lot of people responding, hey, why didn't she just go through with the court case and punish him and da 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 well it was simply it was all about getting him to pay for her for his atrocities at the very beginning this wasn't a criminal case we don't know i don't know in detail what the statutes of limitations are for all of the things that were outlined in the filing for whatever state in which this took place or was filed a lot of unknowns but people were playing matlock <laughs> Uh, they were doing their best impression of a TV lawyer trying to make justifications for or against Diddy. Um, but that wasn't it. And the reason why I knew it wasn't it is because I follow 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. And 50 Cent said, there's more. In 5, 4, 3, 2. Not even a week later did another lady come out and file a civil case against Diddy. Um, then, then it just started to storm. Then it just niggas, all niggas, every nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> anybody who ever did anything allegedly in the 90s, y'all in the business, y'all might want to tighten up y'all relationships. You had, uh, not Tracy. Oh, not Tracy. Let's not do that. Where am I? List. Okay, so let me back up. In the original claim, she made uh, she by I mean, Cassie had listed a few people, not by name, but friends in the industry that had suffered at the hands of Diddy. It was rumored that Wale was one of them. And that Wale was hung over a balcony. Uh, And then Wale's team came out and said, that wasn't me. And my answer to that is, who would admit that it was them? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) what is he supposed to say? (laughs) What are you supposed to say if somebody's trying to attach your name to an incident where names were redacted? You know, and this is not something that you want on your on your brand. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to be the dude that was hung over the balcony. So while I said no, it wasn't me. Kid Cuddy, however, said, "Yep, that, it was me." That car, that car <laughs> that blew up. <laughs> what that has was two me. thumbs and a destroyed whip? <laughs> me. <laughs> That that actually happened, and yes, it was me. And then somebody pulled, because I'm not a big Kid Cudi fan, so maybe C Major, I don't know if you have this history or not. They pulled a cover of one of his albums that was just Flames. <laughs> <laughs> and we try, and I, what I'm trying to figure out is, was that before, or was it like a coincidence that that was his album <laughs> okay. cover art? Or did it happen after the incident and he was just like fucking um, sending a subliminal through this artwork? You know oh what I'm saying? Goodness. 
Um, but jumping back ahead in the timeline, moving on, you have former Bad Boy Entertainment exec, uh, Javier Harv, is it Harv? Pierre. Harv Pierre being accused of sexual assault by an assistant uh, while at the company. What's key here to remember is that Cassie and this particular um, claim against Pierre, they're not just suing the people. They're suing the company, which is very important to note. Um, then you had Interscope Records co-founder Jimmy Iovine being sued over alleged sexual abuse and misconduct misconduct back in 2007. Then, like, this joint did not stop. Jamie Foxx was sued by a, woman, by a woman alleging sexual assault in 2015 in New York City. Then, and probably, probably one of the nastiest, um, no, not that, I don't have a, a, a post for that, but Aaron Hall X is suing him and Diddy for rape, grooming, and misconduct from an incident from the 1990s. Ms. Janelle, do you have anything you, you want to get something off? Because I, I think I accounted for all of the, the posts that I saw. Was there anything I was missing? Um. No, nah, that, that's pretty much how it's coming through. One of the issues is that New York City on Friday uh, enacted a statute of limitations, so people were getting their filings in prior to um, while they could. An interesting thing that I found was that <laughs> this Aaron Hall shit, he's been going coast to coast. <laughs> He's been on Vlad a couple times bragging about <laughs> his rape of Gloria Velez when she was 16. Um, <laughs> and he was 31. And the young yes. lady who filed the claim against Diddy and Aaron Hall said that they were raping me in front of other people. He's on Vlad talking about, yeah, Jodeci, Diddy, everybody know how I fuck. They seen me. <laughs> so... He's, collaborating he's been telling on himself for years um yeah what, what people have to understand though is you know i heard people you know on their shit about oh this is just a money grab this is yes it's ab absolutely a money grab you are paying reparation and damages because that is the way that victims are directly given justice when it is a criminal case, Cassie can bring all of this information. A prosecutor has to decide that the state of New York is going to be against Diddy. And that's something completely separate. When you want direct judgment from the person who did you harm, the civil case is what happens. I've been involved in civil cases after car accidents. I don't give a fuck what the state is saying to you. You owe me for personal damages. This is what these people are do. This is the route that they can go directly because anything else is the state versus, and you never know what justice will look like in that form. 
people saying that, oh, she did this. Diddy, Diddy's camp claiming that he had nothing to do with these things that were alleged, but just decided to settle. It doesn't bode well because in a civil suit, you can defend yourself and you can mm-hmm. counterclaim. Mm-hmm. So if these things are not true, if there's not ample evidence, you can walk away from this scot-free. The fact that the ink didn't get a chance to dry on the claim Slim. before Slim. the settlement, <laughs> the My settlement still came through. The documents to <laughs> cloud. <laughs> And Diddy was like, what the, 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 hey. <laughs> Entering the cash your, app pen. What's your cash app again? <laughs> and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say we have no idea what the settlement was for. That is true. Yes. But I also think that in the things that Cassie described, people who were involved, people who knew video that was passed him, I don't think he was the only one who paid. I no. think he went round, <laughs> did some collecting and said, hey, we need for this to not see the light of trial. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that Cassie has enough money to not have to deal with none of us niggas again. Ever. What do you think about it? She was trying... Oh, go ahead, C Major. Nah, I was just... Because this whole time, I'm hearing you, Miss Janelle, but I've been fixated <laughs> on the fact that this nigga Aaron Hall is a habitual, habitual goatee without the top part. <laughs> <laughs> He's a half goatee nigga. And this is striking all the warning signs. It's this nasty. Is, this is insidious work, ladies and gentlemen. From young to old, this nigga has this done yeah. hideous things with his facial hair. <laughs> And he deserves to have every type of book thrown at him. <laughs> From a barber's guide to the judicial book. <laughs> All the banned books in Florida. <laughs> oh, goodness great. Yo, the the but no, the skinny the skinny pitchfork with the soul patch without the mustache work, is nasty. That was the vibes in late 80s, early 90s. You know? And he just kept it. Like, you got to be a different nigga to just keep, to just see everybody move on. This my shit right here. And you just shit. keep it. You stay right there. You stay right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, He's like, if MJ going to keep the big jeans. Slim. <laughs> shit. Speaking of MJ, I saw a lot of people try to, try to, uh, wiggle Michael Jackson's case into this conversation and and I'm just going to say this about MJ again we don't know exactly what happened nobody was in the room nobody was at Neverland Ranch nobody was there fine what I will say about MJ is he fought as much as he he went to court and then settled it got to the point where they were stripping him and taking pictures of his genitalia. And and finally he was like, enough is enough. Enough is enough. I'm out of here. This is way too much embarrassment. This is way too much 
shame. This is way too much. Whatever the, the feelings were for him, the what, whatever the struggle was, whether, whether I doubt it was financial, I think it was mostly mental, emotional, that type of thing. The same type of things that we say are are the issues that get, the things that are, get get brought up from the victim's point of view and why so many victims don't come forward is because of this is because of the the light being shined in on all of your activities every single move you make every single in, every single relationship you're in people are getting questioned pulled in asking if you left a relationship on red they gonna come. You have no clue what people are gonna say about your character, about your personality, about the way you dress, about the way you carried yourself. All of these things were real and are real still. In cases like this, it is understandable to me to want to fight a case when you believe that you are innocent of charges, but it getting to the point where enough is enough. Um. <clears throat> And it's the same thing we talk about from the from the victim's perspective. So I just wanted to kind of add that in, and, and you know, no justification. Like I said, if you believe Michael did it, you have every. We don't know. I don't have the facts. I wasn't there, but I just felt like I saw that argument being raised, and I wanted to add a little two cents of how I what I feel and and how I believe that incident went down. Um, Can we apply that same belief to OJ? Oh, <laughs> he won. He won. OJ won. Yes, OJ he won. won. That's all niggas just gonna say. That's it. He won. He won. That's it. I, I think in those instances, he he beat the charges. I think a lot of people feel like OJ beat he whooped the fuck out of them charges. Though. He beat the charges. He did the Oklahoma drill with them charges. That nigga. He he used every athletic maneuver. To get over on them charges. He stiff on them charges. Yes. But he <laughs> lost the civil case. And he lost the civil mm. case. That point. Thank you, Ms. Janelle. Um, adjacent to this, a lot of podcasters were kind of quiet. A lot of your, you know, rapper, a lot of Diddy's friends were really quiet when the news dropped. Noticeably, Joe Button. Noticeably, I think Noriega, Nori was on a vacation that, that was, couldn't have been the best time. I mean, you couldn't ask for better timing to be on vacation, to be on some beach with your toes in the sand, mm-hmm. not having to record for at least a week or so, and just kind of dodging this bullet because he's had business dealings with Diddy in the past. I believe there's a revolt tie-in to mm-hmm. Drink Champs. Um, Joe Button has been to... There's video out there of him partying with Diddy. Um, and then historically, if you're a Joe Button podcast listener like I am, you've heard him kind of champion Puffy in, in other instances when it came to Mace wanting his royalties in publishing. When it comes to uh, other issues that have come up about Puffy in the past, Joe tended to tiptoe around those issues a little bit. Not a little bit, a lot of it. And so when his podcast was released that Saturday, after all of the charges went down, it was heavily edited. I mean, heavily edited. Like, crazy edited. 
to the point where I think he normally drops that podcast nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. It didn't come out to 8 p.m. Saturday night. And not only did it not come out to 8 p.m. Sunday, Saturday night, it came out behind a paywall as Patreon only. He claims that he did it that way to protect himself. He did not want his opinions slash takes on the whole Diddy situation to be used as the topic of discussion. I feel like that's a weak excuse. I understand putting your content behind a paywall. I do understand that there are some legal protections in place. So no blog can just go grab your clips from behind a paywall and use them. Like, now you got to pay me. I believe that. I believe when he said that, that that's the reason why he put it behind it. But even if you were, even if you are a Patreon um, member for Joe Budden's podcast, if you listen to that episode, he didn't say anything. You could tell that everything that he said was cut out. You could tell that only one of the co-hosts on that show had the balls to say that he's nasty. Say that he believed it. Said that it was trash. And everybody else was quiet. Everybody else was quiet. Um, What does that tell me? If you want to be quiet, be quiet. Be quiet on everything, though. Um... That's, that was my first take. And then I'm thinking, you know, there are areas where there's gray. But I feel like if you, are, if you have propped yourself up as the podcast of the culture, you had no problems talking your shit about anybody else who has committed these type of atrocities in the past, then I feel like you sh- you you've kind of set the precedent for a level of expectation of your take on this particular incident. And you went out of your way to scrub, to scrub that footage and, and, and give yourself a, a little bit of, of, of a pass. And that was kind of nasty to me. I have to be honest, you know, Miss Janelle, and I, I listened to maybe three podcasts outside of our own. <clears throat> and usually I listen to them. So I don't, I'm listening to successful podcasts, people. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to, to, to hear the business side, to, to see how people who are owning their own podcasts are moving. And so I love that part of Joe Button's show. I love when he gets into the music business. It's one of my favorite subjects that they get into. When it comes to issues like this, he's often tiptoeing around it because he has a past, probably, I'm assuming. Um. But this one was egregious. It was nasty. It was egregiously blank. He just never touched it, didn't want to say anything about it. And I hope he does. I hope at some point, because he's built up such a reputation for having an unfiltered opinion on everything, that he finds whatever it is. I don't, I don't know what to think about it, besides that maybe he's... It, 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 it leads to more mystery than anything. And and I'll put it there. Mr. Janelle, you have any thoughts on Joe's lack of input? Mm-hmm. 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 Ah. I want to say that she was going to say, if it's about the relationship with Diddy, just say, I can't talk about this situation. 
because this is a, a friend of mine or, or something to that. Right. Um, something to that effect. I'm hoping that's what she was about to say. Gosh, she was about to get in her bag, C Major. Yeah, she I'm really shocked. was. I'm shocked. But when you um, pull up this screen, this, this this tab here, and the last bullet there, in case Diddy actually blows niggas' cars up, <laughs> I can't say shit about <laughs> Diddy and what's going on. He said that. He legitimately <laughs> said that. I, I, yeah. I watched this episode. He said that. And the face, the faces that were made by his co-hosts were kind of crazy when he said that mm-hmm. last bullet. In case Diddy actually blows up people's cars. And a couple of his co-hosts on that couch kind of rolled their eyes at him. But I was mm-hmm. thinking, uh, actually. <laughs> nah, fuck I that. Mean, <laughs> if he does really blow, I mean, Kid Cudi said he blew that car up. Because it uh, take a, Like it Mr. Janelle said, say you scared. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't shortchange your audience like that. Don't play them. Say what it is. I have more respect for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just feel like these three bullet points are the three bullet points that he he did mention inside of the episode. There were a couple of others. It just didn't drive home. It did. It didn't feel authentic as a listener, as a, as a weekly listener, as a Patreon member. I'm be honest. I'll be forthright. I am a Patreon member. Um, because I, I again, I'm studying again. I'm studying somebody who's really really good at this. And so my, my thought process and the way I move and the way we've been moving is not necessarily to do a Joe Button light network. We do our own show, but business wise, I am following some of the blueprint that he laid out. And so, um, like I said, it, just, it was disappointing. It was very disappointing to, to see his lack of response for this. I wanted to come in here a couple of weeks prior and give him kudos on the Drake shit because I listened to for the dogs. I had the same type of thought process. I assumed for the dogs meant he was rapping and then Drake wasn't really rapping. And so I was just as upset as Joe was about that. I loved that episode because he got to it. And then not even a month later, you can't get to it with this topic. So yes, I, I feel very much let down as a, as a listener of the podcast. Is there anything else we want to talk about in terms of Diddy, the allegations, Aaron Hall's nasty beard, uh, <laughs> any of the other celebrities? Do we feel like anymore. more is coming? 50 said more is coming. 50, 50 posted a picture this morning of, of Diddy in his drawers. I can't. My Slim. my only thing is I hope that this is not hijacked with Diddy's sexuality versus him being an abuser and predator. That conflation is what I don't want to see happen. I don't give a fuck what people are doing in consensual spaces, but if you are an abuser, that needs to be exposed. It seems like there's a lot of people who are interested in the fact that Diddy might sleep with men. And that's not where the issue is. Is this a consensual space? If I came to this club, I didn't and consent you didn't to wanna see. <laughs> I didn't want to see tritoned lower portions. I didn't, 
Try to <laughs> no, this is this is not a consensual space, but I, okay. I do see people having conversations about oh, you know how did he be at them parties and dudes and and then mm-hmm. the shift going to yep his sexuality versus staying focused on the abuse and the predatory behavior. Absolutely. Um uh, speaking on that, uh, uh, and I think where a lot of this gets conflated is the fact that Usher was sent to stay with him as a minor. Justin Bieber was sent to stay with him as a minor. And so the conflation between homosexuality and pedophilia is that, like, these are two separate things. You could be a homosexual and not a pedophile you could be a pedophile and not a homosexual and i think that gets lost a lot of times the way that there was another clip that surfaced during that week of of diddy asking fab why he don't party with him no more (laughs) like that shit was nuts yeah it was crazy that clip is infamous that clip is bananas and in that i wasn't even looking at it as Oh my God, the way he's saying that is like he wants to love on Fab. I look at it as some threatening shit. That shit looked threatening to me. Mm. This man is one of the most powerful men in the industry and he's he's approaching me like this. That that seemed like it felt like a threat. Uh, that's how I took it. So had nothing to do with homosexuality. Diddy could be a homosexual. He wants. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about predatory behavior. We're talking about sexual misconduct. Misconduct. And we're talking about sexual assault, and that takes form in various shapes. And all right, I'm out of here. That picture is crazy. <laughs> it pays to be a producer. Just saying. Um, let's move. What do we want to move on to? Let's get into, okay. Tiana Taylor and Iman are no longer, um, together. Tiana secretly filed a divorce, uh, and called him a jealous narcissist in the papers to Tiana Taylor's credit. She came out and said that none of this was supposed to be released. It was supposed to be sealed, but somebody got their hands on it and started to interpret the the fouling. Um, if you don't recall, maybe about a month or two ago, she came out and denied the fact that Iman was cheating on her as a means of their separation now. That we, we know now that that's not the case, according to her own filing here. Um, they have two beautiful daughters together. I hope they're able to work out the divorce in an amicable way. Um, Wait, in what kind of way? What What is it? Amicable. Amicable. That's that's not what I said. He gave that nigga a nickname. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I said. <what> I said <laughs> <That's> amicable. <laughs> you said you said amicable. Amicable. Oh. oh yeah, I do need another syllable, huh? Okay, so in the docs, Tiana details the demise of their marriage, accusing Iman of being jealous about her fame, feeling insecure about being good enough for her, despite the fact he was earning way more playing basketball uh, than she could ever dream of making in music. Tiana claims Iman would grow annoyed 
when they would attend public events together and Botogs would ask for him to step out of the frame. Now this goes back to some of our conversations, C Major, that we used to have that we posed to you about, you know, woman being the more Nigga, being get the, the fuck out the frame. <laughs> the fuck you talking about? I'm like, all right. I fuck with Amar Shump, but this is gonna take me on another tangent. Cause nigga's been doing he been doing these interviews. He got his podcast. The nigga was a C grade basketball player at Let's keep it He played on a very, very good he played with a the, one of the greatest players at the time. I'm not even going to say a very, very good Cavs team when they won the ship. LeBron got him that ring. Mm-hmm. Nigga, relax. <laughs> and step the fuck out of the and frame. step the fuck out of the frame. You want to know what Grant Hill does? Don't he fuck when, when they doing the music shit with, a, yep. with his wife? Yep. He stepped the fuck out of he the frame. He steps the fuck out of the frame. Yeah. Yeah. No, the more people remember, and because music is such that it gets recycled and sampled over and over again, to me, it's back on the charts from a fucking line dance. Yes, yeah, step out of the frame. Get I need to know who that is. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, this line dance is, is crazy. Another artist, I believe, most recently sampled her shit. We're here to see Tamia, and Grant is mm-hmm. t- doing his doing his thing. He's yeah. making a ton of He's not... He's broadcasting every game. Yeah, yeah. The nigga doing what he need to do. And when it's time for to me to fuck to get the fuck out of the frame. You know what? She slides out of all them NBA <laughs> events. She, yeah. she take a step or two to the side. This is all about communication and 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 ego, it sounds like. It sounds a lot like Iman's ego couldn't handle what was going on, the dynamics and the changes that Tiana was making. I'm not sure. If he thought it was always going to be, um, he was always going to be the quote unquote breadwinner and the most noticeable person out of that couple, um, and so he requires that kind of attention at all times. If that's the case, I'm so sorry, dude. Well, actually, I'm not sorry. It's a lot of NBA players that have faded away, just you know. They retired quietly. Mm-hmm. They went back to whatever Which town they're from. Or they, they on a podcast with a couple of other brothers trying yeah. to put two pennies together. Or they working with their wife to come up with some crazy-ass mm-hmm. scheme to sell her OnlyFans. <laughs> whatever the case may be. Uh, <laughs> whatever the case may be. Uh, you just got to gotta know when to, know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away. And thankfully, Tiana knows when to walk away. You shouldn't be in a relationship with someone who is constantly going to be jealous or make you feel a way about your success. Tiana's doing great things with these young artists. I'm seeing her actively do something that Janelle and I and Jita at one point really were into and, and hoped to get into the business as artist development. Um, she's she's killing it with these young rappers. She's she's putting together shows. She's She's getting their looks together. She's getting their choreo together. Getting their stage right. Getting stage everything. presence. Getting their wind up. Letting them know, you know, how you make an impact. How you become. How do you make this music shit actually work for you? You got to make an impact. And they all go to Auntie Tiana to get those skills. And then you see it on the award shows. You see it in their live shows. So she's killing it right now. Let's talk um, about some shit real quick. Sure. 
Looking at I got Iman's shoulders stats pulled up. Uh oh. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. So what we got? Basketball game. That's what that twelve minutes in a quarter. Four quarters. Average? Oh yeah. no, you just so, saying. Okay. No, yeah, so he, he forty eight minutes. He averaged for his career twenty four point nine minutes per game. Mm. Points per game. You have to gain. He averages in his career 7.2 points per game with his highest average in a season being his rookie season at 9.5. Oh, maybe he was a defensive lockdown. So he, they say he was a 3 and D guy. He's a okay. 3 and D guy. <laughs> yeah. Career three-point percentage, 33.7. It's 2023. We see a lot better. Um, <clears throat> 3 and D guy. So he, he, he crashing the boards. Yeah, 3. rebounds. 3.3 Wait, what? rebounds Wait per game. Career. Highest mm-hmm. ever being... Okay, well, there's other 4.2. metrics like steals and blocks. Yeah. You know yes. what I'm saying? To which he had... So, okay. I, 2014 to 2015, he had 3.2. No, that's assists. I'm sorry. Never mind. Hold up. Um, Damn. <laughs> hold up. The way you piped up, you was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. So this oh, nigga, mind. he <laughs> really came in off his, the hype came off his rookie season. He had one. He averaged one point seven steals per game. Never did it again with mm. a career average of one point one. Mm. Get the fuck out the frame, B. <laughs> Get the fuck out the frame, and you can have your family back. No, no. Because now, is... now we, what you doing? That's your family, my nigga. Like. I don't think he can get the family back. I do think that this information was leaked. Mm-hmm. Probably by him. Mm-hmm. To try to... Because she's been doing a lot of legwork to make this... To keep this quiet. Mm-hmm. To not make him look like the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, And we got to get into that later. How How women just try to insulate men from looking bad well okay that happens a lot uh, yeah let's let's put a pin in that because yeah. I, I can see both sides to that especially with kids involved i i understand the kid aspect i don't see that kind of effort coming from a lot of guys so that's what oh, i'm saying kids don't, i mean guys don't give a fuck <laughs> we already know that we already know that guys don't give a fuck about the kids until the until the mother starts saying shit about them. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that that she's moving away from this. Yeah. There we go. All right. Um, we want to get into Tiffany Haddish, Cal Rittenhouse, uh, Holland Notes. What you want to talk about next? Because we are an hour in, and there's a lot of editing that needs to take place for this particular episode. So I just want to say, hearing about Hall and Oates kind of broke my heart, young. Mm. I don't know what the beef is, but there's a restraining order in the mix. Can we say it's Hall? (laughs) Can I just pick Oates? Can I just be on Oates? Can I be Team Oates? (laughs) (laughs) The problem. I feel like it's I'm Team Oats. I mean, the front man always got a little extra. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The, the front man always got a little extra flair. They a little extra sassy, a little extra spicy when they talk to you. Like you ain't right with them. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. so, 
Off initial, I'm going with Oates. So let's get into the story real quick. Hall and Oates are embroiled in a confidential legal battle that has led Daryl Hall getting a restraining order against his former music partner, John Oates. Little information about the lawsuit is publicly available as the court documents are sealed. But based on court records, Hall filed an undisclosed complaint against Oates on November 16th, as well as a motion for a temporary restraining order as reported by Philadelphia Magazine. The following day, the court officially issued a temporary restraining order to begin on November 30th. So Oates still got time to be on his bullshit. <laughs> got to pop up of, in the yard. Yeah, he got a few more days to get his shit off <laughs> as of the time of this recording. <laughs> so, I mean, you could go, you go see about him, Oates, is all I'm saying. TMZ points out that Hall disparaged Oates on Bill Maher's Club Random podcast last year, saying, you think John Oates is my partner? He's my business partner. He's not my creative partner. See what I'm saying? What uh-uh. I tell you, young? Because I've seen those credits. Oates, you know, Oates does things. You're going to stop playing You gonna stop playing at Oates' face, young. That's what you're going to stop doing. <laughs> He went on and said, uh, John and I are brothers, but we are not creative brothers. We are business partners. We made records called Hall and Oates together, but we've always been very separate. And that's a really important thing for me. Hall then went on to diminish the collaborative aspect of Hall and Oates using the duo's 1980 number one hit, Kiss on My List, as an example of their apparent creative separation. He says, I did all those harmonies. That's all me. Oates is not credited as a songwriter on Kiss on My List, but is listed as a co-producer with Hall. What are we doing, y'all? Yo, it's always funny when R&B niggas start talking that shit. Nigga, that was me hitting them high notes, nigga. Nah, didn't it sound like, uh, (laughs) ain't nobody come to see you, Otis? (laughs) Yeah, it's real shit. Ain't nobody come to see you, Oates? Like, (laughs) (laughs) fuck out of here. Yeah, Hall gotta chill, yo. John yeah, gotta man. chill, man. Come on, yo. you can't do that. You can't do that. I do want to touch on, um, I do want to touch on this Tyree situation because I have not seen the episode yet, but I do want to. Let me see. Wait, oh, there it is. I did just, yeah, you know. Okay, this joint is wild. So apparently Tyrese was on the Joe Budden podcast. I haven't seen the episode yet, so I can't really comment on it. But he's been going out of his way this past few days to discourage people from watching it. (laughs) Wait a minute. And this isn't the only post. I couldn't find the other post where he's like ranting and, and, and calling Joe out for being uh, messy but my thing is if you sat on that couch and said anything disparaging about your past about your ex about your current relationship about TGT then that's on you so why are you saying why then post this on whatever social media with a picture of you at the Joe Button Network it seems so counterproductive. I almost feel like he's trolling us. He is. Yeah, he absolutely definitely. is. Like, don't watch this. Don't watch this. Don't watch this. 
if you no. ever been cheated on, if you ever been cheated on, grammar's <laughs> still not his thing. <laughs> I think what he's trying to say is, if you ever been, if you ever cheated on your girl and publicly exposed, don't watch this. He says this will be my last time speaking up. Uh, my beef. The Rock, TGT, my ex, my baby mama, the crime video. If you think you're in a relationship with an arrogant narcissist, male or female, don't watch this. If you were dating a singer, rapper, actor, or any serial entrepreneur, and he's a man and he's always on the road, don't watch this. Yeah, he... Tyrese is so bad at everything. Who is Zeely? Who is Zelly? Is that his current boo? I, I don't I don't know what the fuck he's I don't talking know. about. Yeah, so I did want to touch on that just a little bit, and I would it, it worked, Tyrese. I'm watching it. So <laughs> whatever the fuck you trying to stay away from, I'm going to watch it. Tyrese really is quick, the worst. Tiffany Haddish released from custody after being cited on suspicion of DUI. She's been off. Someone needs to check on her. Yeah, I think so. The last few times I've seen her, she has not seem to be in a right space um i'm trying to be sensitive about that because i know her mental health and 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 i don't know if it's mental health but i just know the last few times that i've seen her in public at award shows or what have you something seems to be different so any of her close friends i I feel like you might need to go ahead and check on anything else we want to touch on miss janelle uh, just I'm glad that Kyle Rittenhouse is going broke. Oh yes, uh, yes, yeah. Fuck it. you. <laughs> and what was my man from? Uh, not my man. Obviously not my man. Chauvin was stabbed up in yes. prison. Yes. Like, Prayers, like Prayers down. Prayers <laughs> down. Prayers down to Chauvin or whatever. How you fucking pronounce it? They don't give a fuck. Uh, Miss Janelle, do you have a touchy subject for us? Just, you know, in light of the holiday season being upon us, um, we spending a lot more time with family. Mm-hmm. Are there things that you feel like need to be said in your family? Do you want to be the person to say them? Do you Ooh. think that they'll be said in your lifetime? I feel like I've made a, a reputation of being the person that says them, and I want to stop. Mm. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like I've been pretty vocal about my concerns with our immediate family, my first cousins, and 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 I've said things to people. Um, I've voiced my concerns. We've we've talked about. Uh, on this episode, on this very podcast about paying it backwards and being prepared for um, when your parents get older and, and getting those things together and how important it is for for you to have your own, for you to not be a burden on your children. Um, and I've tried to share that outward, but a lot of people don't. I don't I feel like my timing is is usually off. Um and that a lot of people aren't ready to have those conversations. Uh and that it it falls on deaf ears sometimes. And and I might be considered 
the, the party pooper. <laughs> you know what mm. I'm saying? Like, here she go talking that deaf shit again. But I'm, you know, we're at the age where a lot of us, a lot of my close friends are losing family members, people who are very close to them. And just hearing some of the stories around that um, makes me concerned. You know, I have, I have family members, I have uncles uh, who live hours away. Um, and I'm not sure if their children are prepared to, to deal with that. Um, if something were to happen to them, um, I'm concerned about that. And I'm concerned about the stress that would put on my mother, uh, being, you know, the, the matriarch and, and her feeling a sense of responsibility to overexert herself. So in my efforts to kind of protect mine, I sometimes go you know a little too far with y'all need to get y'all shit together what you know what the fuck are y'all doing are y'all y'all got a savings account y'all got this y'all got did you talk to your parents about xyz and and admittedly i'm i'm roughly 10 years older than a lot of my first cousins so they're not seeing it it's not whoop. you know i got one cousin who's kind of seeing it now but a lot of them aren't really it's not real to them yet you know what i'm saying um so yeah, I feel like I've been I've been the one that that kind of reaches out and has those conversations, but I don't always feel like maybe my approach is wrong, you know. But I'm I'm going to fall back from that because uh, mom is here. Uh, two two of three of her children are here, and T Boom and I have been communicating and making sure, and we've been communicating, and I've been communicating with my mom and dad about their plans and and what they need and trying to help them get things in order so that it's not a stressful situation. Because um, I'm hearing uh, too many of my classmates, colleagues, people in my generation going through some shit that is really avoidable. Just on a basic level, very avoidable. So, C major? Um, Honestly, it's kind of selfish of me, but don't stop. Because I'm benefiting. <laughs> off of no but on some real shit because when the conversations become one-on-ones with me i could piggyback off of what they've heard you say because in a lot of time in a lot of spaces even though our age difference i hear what i hear where you're coming from even though i may not always do the exact examples of what you give us but i hear where you're coming from to where you know niggas can niggas can spit or recite the same advice even though they're not exactly you know living it so Mm-hmm. When our family does, you know, I'm talking to our first cousins and shit who I'm a little bit closer in age with and I recite the same shit like, nah, yeah, nah, that's the shit we need to be like on. You know, it kind of helps that get over to them because they hear it from a nigga who's younger and it's the same shit they heard. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not more I'm not prone to be the first person to say it, though, in my particular instance. I'm more willing to say it with. I mean, of course, my closest friends, because I feel like some in some cases they don't have a you. They're like with people, I they don't I know that their family structure isn't to the point where they have somebody who's been there, who's willing to give game like that. I'm I'm going to be the person to say it. I'm going to try to lay it on them as light as possible because I'm not sure. You know, not everybody's used to getting real mm-hmm. shit. But um, yeah, like I said, I, I pretty much when it comes to the family shit, though, I pretty much piggyback off you with that shit. Hey, Mr. Janelle. 
yeah, I'm I'm very much the sayer in my family, but we all tend to speak our mind. Um I know for myself, I don't I don't think I I leave things undone. I think that there are people in my family who like to avoid certain things. I'm going to get I'm going to get my piece out and wherever you go with it, that's that's on you. Um but I think that overall we're not a large family, so it's not a it's not a secretive thing. It's not a we don't have a lot of things to to talk about. Um, I'm pretty sure that I'm the subject of conversation on my dad's side right now, um, <laughs> because I am. I was the decision maker for his end of life situation, and I I know for a fact it didn't go how some of his family wanted it to. Um, and to that I say, hey. I don't care because your your brother, your uncle didn't care enough either. So <laughs> here we are. Um but I think that it that situation made me focus on the fact that I'm glad that on my mother's side we've had certain conversations. Um and not even just surrounding end of life wishes. I'm glad that we have the kind of conversations where if any one of us were not to wake, you know, were not to be here at any point, I don't feel like I left anything unsaid. That part. I don't feel like anybody in my life doesn't understand where they where they stand with me. Um I don't feel like I've had to be secretive and be behind people's back or hold my tongue because of something. You know, we we all understand the trope of when certain aunts and uncles show up on the scene the vibe changes or we not supposed to talk about or we not I never believed in that um and that lets me sleep well at night that lets me be okay mm-hmm. um and i think that everybody owes themselves that if you if you are the person who at every family function people are speaking on your situation, your romantic life, your weight, your uh your job, and you don't like that shit, put a stop to it. <laughs> say what you need to say. Mm-hmm. Um this time of year shouldn't be made more difficult because it's a hard time because people have a lot going on. Money is crazy. There's people that you wish were here that aren't here. There's things that you wish could go a certain way that can't. Don't tack on the fact that you're finding yourself in spaces that you're uncomfortable in. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Um, I hope that everybody does find their voice this holiday season. And if you have to bring the party down or if you have to be the person who changes the 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 atmosphere of things do that because we we don't have time to to remain silent about abuse in our own families i don't think anybody should should still be on that kind of time not for the sake of me ma not for the sake of 
you know, <laughs> the elders mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Respect is not sitting there while you're taking abuse. Respect is assertively advocating for yourself, for your children. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you discipline your kids a certain way and they get around the family and somebody want to act stupid or want to put their hands on them, speak up. Don't allow it to keep going and more generations, especially for my Gen X people. We are the, the people who are running it now. We are becoming the, the, the house that everybody goes to. We're moving the boomers out of that role. We're becoming the, the, the holders of the family events. Don't let it be as fucked up as it was for you when you were younger. You know what I mean? We all know what it was. We all know about hearing all of our cousins' business when it wasn't our business to hear, mm-hmm. being compared to, to other people and, and all the bullshit that comes through. I'm just hoping for this year that people switch that up. Stop, stop doing shit that don't, that don't serve you. Stop doing shit. Stop participating in shit that don't feel good to you. And if you need to say something to get that to change, or if you need to not show up to get that to change, (laughs) or if you need to shut some shit down to, to close up your home and say, nah, we're not doing it here this year. If, If whatever needs to happen, I think that we all deserve to be in that space this year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I I can agree more with every word that you just said, Ms. Janelle. That was that was awesome. Thank you for that touchy subject. Really appreciate it. Um, moving forward, just a reminder to our producers: if you were wondering, I'm gonna send another reminder email out. We had a few people sign up for Patreon. I want to thank you in advance for doing that. Um, uh, we are releasing all video, uh versions of the podcast with an extra episode every month um so be on the lookout for that patreon will send you the update they will send you the email when those videos are available and when those episodes are available for those of you who have not yet made the switch i understand it's a rough time it's a busy time maybe you were thinking about getting to it maybe you were like oh yeah you finally stopped that payment i'm good whatever the case may be (laughs) um if you would like to continue to support us you can do that on patreon Um, check your emails and that link should be there i'll send another reminder out like i said uh as far as where you can find me on social media i've been on my best Janelle shit, really. I ain't really been posting too much, but you can reach out to me uh, on Instagram and Twitter, uh, T Greasy. Um, and I will respond. If you hit up the DMs, I will respond, definitely. But as far as like content, you know. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a young person's game now. It is. And even they struggling, yeah. I, I just I'm following an influencer that's living out his house, living out his car right now. I thought this man was up, and he was like, "Let me tell you what really happened." I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so you know, shit is shaking and moving. Like I, I said a few episodes back, we in a recession, and nobody wants to say anything. Uh, people are still trying. You, you, you just notice that the trips to Tulum have slowed down. If you wonder where your favorite influencer is, they try to figure it out. The shit, the money is drying up. So stay safe. Hope you have a nest egg. Hope you have a rainy day. 
fund, whatever the case may be, your 401k is fat right now, God bless you because we it's, it's, it's some tough times out here. Mr. Janelle C. Major, where can the people find you? You can find me. You can find me posting nothing uh, on Instagram <laughs> or or reposting on Twitter at Devious Dose. A lot of reposting you... on Twitter. A lot of slims <laughs> for me. Yeah, Twitter has become repost central. Mm-hmm. Um, on IG, you could catch me in my story. <laughs> Anything that's going to be gone, I don't have to worry about <laughs> after 24 hours. You can find me on That's at real C shit. Major, C E E Major. You can find me on Twitter at C Major P U A C E E. That's C E E Major P U A C E E. I do have two new um, in studio performance videos that have um, been completed. Um, Is this the joint with the jewels? The, the jewels are present. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Miss Janelle, he said Jewels. <laughs> okay, I know what I'm doing this afternoon. Yeah. So um, they haven't been released yet. I might send one to the chat just to just to, please. You know, do. you gotta show Miss Janelle yeah. the Jewels. Yeah, I'll send. I'll swing that one through because that's like that's like on some lead off to the rollout for the album type shit. So I definitely would appreciate y'all's feedback on that. Um, but yeah, like I said, niggas is working. Um, and I, I got no dates for you. Still, It's still me. But, hey, man. But niggas is working. I was excited to see the to see the jewels. I believe the, I was about to say the other thing that you had on that's not typically your vibe. But I'm going to leave that as a surprise. Hold on. <laughs> I Am I gonna hate you more? Am I gonna hate you might. more? You might. I didn't know who that nigga was, Mister Dale. So who's this nigga? Jewels <laughs> <laughs> in a okay. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and 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 uh, if I may piggyback off of that, I finally got my um. I'm 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 kind of getting in my bag with this music stuff again, Miss Janelle. If you want to finally get started on your, what was the opposite of the R and B, the rhythm and blues? What was it? Oh, something that smiles. smiles. Yeah, yeah. We might be able. I might be sending you some joints to start right to. So, yeah, I'm I'm kind of getting in my bag. The uh, whole stepson has been Rappy Chulo has been helping me out with this new technology. Oh. You know? Yeah, I was in here. Unc was in here playing darts yesterday, listening to. It. Like, okay, I'm like, don't slice me, <laughs> don't slice me. <laughs> um, but yeah, rhythm and smiles might be coming out twenty before twenty thirty. So okay. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it as always. At Reels and Feels on Twitter and Instagram, if you need anything, if you wanna, well, not if you need anything, if you wanna reach out. <laughs> Let's keep it funky. You need something. Patreon.com, I believe, is backslash Reels and Feels. If you're trying to sign up to be a producer, you could do that. The same price, $5 a month. Get you the video content and the extra episode a month. Thank you for listening.